with Joe Stanley, presented by the Stanley Law Offices on News Radio 1290 WNBS. And we bring him in right now, Joe Stanley. Joe, is it your fault it's going to snow tomorrow? Right. <laughs> That's a bad April Fool's joke. And it's a, you know, but no, you know what? We shouldn't be surprised. March was way very, very nice and. Who knows about April? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm glad I didn't put my shovel away. Did put the snowblower away, though, but not the shovel. So, hey, let's start off. Well, you and I have been talking the last couple of times we chatted. We talked about fraud and all the fraud stuff that's going on. You actually uh, are a victim of this. Yeah, I got in the mail on Friday letters from the Labor Department addressed to me telling me that I had filed for unemployment benefits and that I needed to do other things to make sure I continued to get my benefits. Fortunately, the Social Security number that was attached to that fraudulent claim was not mine, so they just used my name and address. But also in that same mail batch, I got a letter to a fictitious person at my same address telling that person that he'd filed for unemployment benefits uh, and that he needed to do additional things to collect. And also, he got another letter on Monday also. I guess he filed another claim, my fictitious friend. Um, so, What do you do about need, that? People, well, you should file. Uh, a, there's a, a fraud online, Labor Department fraud uh, issue. You should file and notify them. I would send them a letter also. I mean, there's certain concerns, especially if they have your Social Security number. You should be aware that there's other, that somebody's going to take your entire identity, not just for unemployment, if it matches up. But even if they file under your name and they don't have the right Social Security number and they pay, they might come after you thinking you got the money because it came to your address or your house or whatever. Or it also might just mess up your benefits. Yeah. You're supposed to get them. Good point. Yeah, it's something to be uh, alert on, folks, and make sure that you report these people, too. So something else you mentioned, this is interesting, there's actually a terrorism watch list? Yes, there's a terrorism watch list the government maintains. It's about, I, I think quite a few people, what did it say? I, you know, uh, I, I forgot the number, but, and that was found to be legitimate. In other words, the government has the right to control their borders. But at the same time, there was also a lawsuit that the Supreme Court heard about to make it a class action for the people. I think some 2,000 people who were erroneously classified as terrorists, apparently on this watch list or other list, when they had no, well, it was just a mistake, was a, close, a, a name that was similar or whatever, and these people didn't have anything to do with anything. And it, uh, you know... It did not have a good effect on their credit and also on their reputations when people, you know, when they're looking for jobs and other things. When apparently they would flag them on your credit reports, which was interesting to me that, yeah. that they could do that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I wanted to investigate that further. That that's what they were going to do. I guess there was an issue that they actually never did report it to the credit agencies, but that they could have and might. I don't. <laughs> That's an interesting thing that you can report to a credit agency that someone's on a terrorism watch list. Um, yeah, it seems to me would it be like a it wouldn't be like a profiling thing, would it? You look at somebody and just because they look that way, do you think they you assume they're a terrorist? Uh, well, the government's watch list apparently is based on a whole bunch of criteria. Those people that are on that, uh, but obviously they make mistakes. Um, and it's interesting. Obviously, they use that information for flying, and they use it for other 
issues of getting across the border. The question is, once you're inside the country or you're a citizen, if you're on that list, can they use that information against you? Uh, Those are all sorts of civil liberty things. You know, if you're on the list and it's legitimate, but if you're not and it's just a mistake, that sounds like a horror show. You know, kind of like the identity theft in reverse. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you mentioned something, and we, we were jotting these down when we were in commercial. The Supreme Court, you're talking about uh, college athletes and paid students? Yeah, well, there's an issue going. The, the Supreme Court was hearing the issue in out of California where they, the Ninth Circuit said that they can't limit certain benefits to students. And I think this is all part of the overall issue that this is going to expand, that they they have to pay students or they have to do something or um, the dam will break. In other words, the restrictions will be, you know, ruled invalid. And NCAA claims they have an antitrust exemption to restrict all of these things for students. And many of those arguments they make are not really anything other than for the NCAA to make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I can see where that could happen. So we're talking about vaccinations, too. Now, you said there's a vaccination fund where if people feel they have a, 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 they've been wronged with the vaccination, they can actually file a claim? Yes, yes, uh, there is one uh, that was put in place um, for a while now. But for this current wave of vaccinations, there have been no claims filed at all. That's a good thing. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Uh, we talked about uh, a government, that you, and you know this because you're, you're heavily involved in the courts. I know it's been kind of slow. You say civil lawsuits are way down, which is not a not surprise. And, yes, and so are settlements because, you know, the insurance companies are want to keep on holding their money. And, you know, the threat of a lawsuit coming along and, and a trial is, is good leverage for making them come up with a reasonable settlement. And in New York, since there is no penalty, in other words, there's no interest on personal injury lawsuits for the time before a judgment is awarded. In other words, if you file a lawsuit in 2015 and the trial's not until 2020, that whole period of time, even if you win in 2020, there is no interest on the award. You had not, there's, so there's no penalty. And so they get to hold on to their money for free and the injured party, you know, just waits. That's a little different. Um, let's find, our final topic we want to talk about is Amazon, and we, we talked about this before, where they have an app, and it kind of monitors their what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's called Mentor, an interesting name that monitors all their driving attributes and rates their, their I guess, their their bonuses or their pay, you know, rates their distractions, their braking, their acceleration, how long they're stopped for at a stop, and... Uh, any any other driving metrics that you can think of, and it apparently some of the drivers are saying it, they get it unfairly rates them um, because of where they work and how they have to drive in the you know in busy places or whatever, and that it affects their compensation. And I said, Doc, we all you know, <clears throat> I, I can think everybody should have mentor, you know, so we all get rated, and then oh no, <laughs> I don't want people rating all my mistakes. Um, but uh, and the funny thing is, and I read this this week, uh, this past week, a lot of the Amazon workers are talking about trying to form a union. What do you think of that? 
Well, you know, I think Amazon is a tough company to work for based upon from what I can read. So uh, that's usually not – that's what's happened in the course of history. You treat people badly. Um, uh, eventually they decide that enough is – you know, we're as mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. And so um, – We'll see how that goes. Exactly. Your quote from Network, and you're right, though. Uh, Joe, if somebody is interested in getting a hold of you or your law firm and they need some help or legal advice, uh, representation, how's, how's the best way to get a hold of you? Sure, you can go to stanleylawoffices.com. My email is joe at stanleylawoffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. And I was glad you remembered Network, Doug, because, you know, I don't know how many people remember. Now they have to go out and watch the movie. It was a, was a great movie, but... It was. No, I remember that. Joe, uh, as always, appreciate your tips. Stanley Law, uh, together they will get you the maximum awards. And I'll look forward to talking with you again next Wednesday. Yeah, get out that snow shovel. Have a good week.